It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning here at Wax 104.5, good morning. Glad to have you along as we've got chores to do. Bob and Joe doing the chores this morning. And before we do anything else, we've got to get an update on the calf count. Where are we at at the Welke Land and Cattle Company? You're known as the uh, Ponderosa of Osseo. We're at 33 calves. 33. Halfway done. Yep, halfway done. And you found names for all of them, all K names. All K names. Now, how many of you have manufactured and just pulled out of the sky here? Well, we do have a K, Caleb. (laughs) We had a Caleb, a Kayla, and a Kaya, and... We still don't have a killer, though. You don't have a killer. Well, there's still time. You still got about thirty to go. We'll see how that works. But uh, all well and good. This uh, cool weather, cold, damp weather hasn't been a problem. No, they've done really well. When we have sunshine, yeah. the calves get up right away and have something to eat, and they're they're doing real well. Good. Well, we should have had a good uh, good day yesterday. Nice nice day yesterday. Sunshine and not much wind. I was outside uh, getting a little yard work, raking and uh, doing some things. But uh, we need some we need some sunshine and a nice warm rain to pull the rest of that frost out of the ground so we can get at it. We're getting to the first of April here, and uh, everybody getting anxious. Although it's still early, the uh, soil obviously is still going to be awfully, awfully cold. So don't get excited yet. In fact, uh, still time to go to a farm show. We got one of those this week too, don't we? We do. The 60th annual WPS Farm Show starts today and runs through Thursday. To, and the times are 9 to 4 today, tomorrow, and 9 to 3 on Thursday. And that is at the EAA Grounds in Waukesha. No, it's in Oshkosh. Oh, sorry. Oshkosh, Waukesha yeah. Avenue, sorry. Yeah, don't go to, don't go to Waukesha. <laughs> go, to, go to Oshkosh. Go to Oshkosh. Yeah, the EAA grounds, if you've never been over there, it's right along Highway 41, the experimental uh, aircraft uh, area. And they use the hangars over there, so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a unique show. Mission is free, but parking will cost you $5 a vehicle. But again, that's a three-day farm show. It's a big one in Wisconsin. It's been around for 60 years. So that's happening starting today, 9 o'clock. They will open the doors. What kind of weather are we going to have? Let's find out. Our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Markward Motors. Don't forget, we've been telling you, Markward Motors is hiring for a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. Markward offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person, or you can call them, or you can go to markwartmotors.com. Well, more of the same. We just can't really warm up much. 41 today, kind of cloudy chance of precip overnight and rain into tomorrow with a high of 42. 37 on Thursday, and then in the 40s, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with uh, partly cloudy, partly sunny conditions. Right now, we're 33 degrees in Eau Claire. That's about where everybody is in upper 20s, lower 30s this morning. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And there will be an online or a virtual travel show with our trip today. Holiday Vacations will put that on. So get a hold of Holiday Vacations, and they'll give you all the instructions you will need to get online to see what we're going to do. A lot of things you haven't seen in the uh, brochure and things, 
Berkdus Garden, Hitler's Eagle's Nest. Uh, we'll go to Dachau, the prison camp, Wagyu cattle, dairy farms, and the beauty of the mountains. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, again, travel show later on this morning with holiday vacations. Get a hold of them and uh, find out how to get online so you can do that. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's find out what's going on around the world. <laughs> I can find this mouse. <laughs> I love these uh, these mouse on these computers. They're all over the place. But I got him now. I got him trapped. Let's get the news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. The nation is bracing for even more fallout from the war in Ukraine. Oil and gas prices already hit record highs, and now food and energy could be next. Russia recently warned that sanctions for invading Ukraine would send global food prices soaring. President Biden is defending his weekend remarks about Russian President Vladimir Putin. I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the actions of this man. Just, just brutality. When questioned by reporters, Biden said he isn't walking back anything. While overseas, Biden said Putin can't remain in power after his invasion of Ukraine. The American leader noted it's not a U.S. policy change and he isn't concerned his remark will make the war worse. Two advisors to former President Trump are the latest to face charges. The House committee investigating last year's Capitol riot voted to hold Peter Navarro and Dan Scavino in contempt for refusing to testify, calling that a crime. The chairman said the men potentially played a part in an attack on American democracy. This is the fourth time the committee has made such a move. The full House will vote next. The WHO is putting coronavirus vaccines under the microscope in regards to a possible link to hearing problems. Brian Shook reports. The agency released a newsletter saying 367 cases of tinnitus have been reported around the world following a vaccination. In addition, 164 cases of hearing loss were brought to light after getting the shot. The issues appear to be rare as those numbers are out of the 11 billion plus shots given around the globe. I'm Brian Shook. And Walmart is about to stop selling cigarettes at some stores. The retail giant plans to create more self-checkout registers in areas where cigarettes would normally be kept. This will affect locations in California, Arkansas, Florida, and New Mexico. The CEO has apparently been pushing fellow executives to make the decision for years. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a quick check of our weather again. It's having a hard time warming up 41 today and cloudy maybe tonight some precipitation and form of rain because it'll be about 42 around here maybe if it's colder other places it might spit a little bit of snizzle as uh, Mike Dandria calls a little, little snow and drizzle but uh, just not warming up 37 on Thursday then into the 40s on Friday Saturday and Sunday under partly sunny partly cloudy skies Rice Lakes 34 right now Medford 27 Wausau 28 Marshfield 27 35 at La Crosse, 24 at Green Bay, 26 in the Madison Sun Prairie area, 31 at Milwaukee, and 33 right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. So once again, I don't think anybody's going to be playing golf anytime soon, but uh, boy, we get a nice warm rain and some sunshine. It'll open up in a hurry, so, uh, you know, keep the clubs handy. Won't be long, hopefully. Let's get markets. Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us the numbers. Livestock. Jill, where are we? Choice fed beef steers are 133 to 143 with mixed at 90 to 132. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 142 and three quarters with mixed at 110 to 132. Choice fed Holstein steers are 116 to 130 with selects at 86 to 116. Cows are 62 to 94. Bulls are 90 to 109. Butcher hogs are 73 to 88 with sows at 66 to 75. Boars are 27 to 34. New crop market lambs are 145 to 190. Old crop market lambs are 110 to 165. With feeder lambs at 170 to 340. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures cattle prices were lower. Hogs were higher yesterday. April live cattle finished at 140.30, down 17. June cattle down 60 at 136.77. August down 82 at 137.30. And October live cattle closed at 143.90, down 45 cents. Feeder cattle lower. April 160.82, down 75. May 165.07, down 25. August feeders 178.32, down 12. And September at 181 even down 12. Lean hog carcass contracts, as we said, were higher. April 107.57, that was up a dime. May at 119.30, up a dollar 40. June at 126.05, up 20. And July hogs, 125.35, up a nickel. Board of trade, and again, all you got to say is Ukraine, and there's uncertainty in the market. Uh, China's slowing economy, so there's a, a lot of things affecting these prices. May crude oil down $7.95 yesterday. That's settled at $105.95, which means not a lot of relief at the pump. But overnight, July corn down three cents at seven twenty-seven. The oats down twelve at six ninety-seven. July soybeans were up six cents at sixteen fifty-two. Meal up a dollar ten a ton at four hundred seventy-one dollars and seventy cents. And that July wheat contract up four at ten fifty-five this morning. Barrel cheese unchanged two twenty-five yesterday. The blocks at two twenty-six. That was down a cent and a half, and butter was down five and three quarters at two seventy-three and three quarters. Class three prices were also lower. Some big drops yesterday in some months. March down a penny at twenty-two forty-one. April down seventy-seven at twenty-three fifty-three. May down eighty-five at twenty-four sixteen. June down seventy-three at twenty-four oh six, and July down forty-nine. Twenty-three eighty-five, and no twenty-five dollar milk on the board anymore. As prices were down each month through January, almost eleven minutes after five o'clock. Again, we're kind of ending March with kind of a cool spell. March uh, was a little warmer earlier, but only forty-one today. Maybe tonight some precipitation moving through into tomorrow, and tomorrow's high about forty-two. So for most, that precipitation will be rain, maybe. Up north where it's a little cooler, it might be a little snow mixed in. I don't think anything to worry about. 
On a Tuesday morning at Wax, again, 33 right now. We'll only get about 41 today, but a good day to go driving. Again, if you want to go to the farm show, the Oshkosh show is underway. The WPS farm show over at Oshkosh today, tomorrow, and Thursday. The gates will open at 9 o'clock each day. And, of course, they hold that in all the airplane hangars over there. They'll uh, let you in for free, but it'll cost you $5 to park your vehicle. And, again, starts at 9, goes till about 4 o'clock this afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, and till about 3 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. Lots going on over there always. It's, uh, it's a big one. A lot of folks are over there. You want to see what's going on in uh, technology, services, equipment. It'll all be at the Oshkosh Show here the next three days. What else is going on? We'll find out. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16 minutes after 5 o'clock, 33 degrees, looking about a 41 degree high today under cloudy skies. Jill, what's going on in our farm news? Well, first off, the Ocean Shipping Reform Act of 2022 has been approved by the Senate Commerce, Science and Transportation Committee and now will move to the full Senate for discussion. This bill is meant to tackle supply chain issues and shipping disruptions at U.S. ports that have been problematic for the shipping industry for the past few years. Fees charged by the ports, terminal operators, and common carriers to exporters and importers is the biggest issue facing cargo owners that is going to be addressed in the bill. According to the Reform Act, great Greater transparency of cargo owners would be required on export bookings because of reports of shippers refusing to transport U.S. cargo to other countries so they can return to foreign ports quickly with empty containers to load more exports headed for the United States. A companion bill passed in the House last week. Cattle numbers in feedlots are climbing in 2022. Cattle and calves on feed in lots with capacity of 1,000 head or more in the U.S. totaled just over 12 million head on March 1st. Even though this inventory is only 1% higher than last year, it is the biggest March 1st inventory since 1996. Cattle placed in feedlots during February numbered 1.85 million head, 9% above last February. Fed cattle marketings for last month told 1.85 million head, an increase of 5% over last year. U.S. ethanol sales to one of our biggest customers may be improving. Brazil lifted the 18% tariff on all U.S. ethanol last Wednesday, which will run through the end of the year, giving the U.S. ethanol industry hope that Brazil will import more of our ethanol. The temporary elimination of the 18% tariff could help Brazil meet air quality goals and improve accessibility of ethanol for Brazilian consumers. U.S. groups hope the tariff reduction will lead to the expansion of the global use of low-carbon ethanol and grow trade with Brazil. And Brazil is a big buyer of uh, U.S. ethanol. Uh, A lot of our ethanol around here goes on the trains and goes to Canada. But uh, we're selling more ethanol. California, I saw an article, record um, use of E85, the E15 out there, because, well, the main reason, I guess, not only a cleaner environment, but it's a whole lot cheaper than uh, what 
they are paying for uh, 10% and other gases out in California. So, again, interesting to follow what's going on. Uh, we have uh, so many uh, ethanol plants that... Uh, you know, need customers, and we're finding them. Hopefully, Brazil will be a bigger buyer. Thank you, Jill. 19 minutes after 5 o'clock coming up. Uh, what's going on? The Wisconsin Ag Youth Council that's been started, and uh, now I think second or third class is going to be put in place. Our Aaron Zimmerman had a chance to talk to Randy Romanski, our Ag Secretary, about that program. We'll hear all about it next right here on Wax. But again, 33 now. 41 and cloudy today, maybe some precipitation tonight, mostly rain, but uh, if it gets cold enough, you'll see probably a few flurries flying around. 42 tomorrow with rain. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Agriculture Secretary Randy Romanski at the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection started what uh, a lot of people think is a good thing, the Wisconsin Ag Youth Council. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And uh, the council now is a couple, two, three years uh, older and moving forward. And Aaron, you've got an update on what the council does and what it's all about and how youth can get involved. Yeah, I did, Bob. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And like you said, I got to talk to Secretary Randy Romanski all about the program. And when we were talking, I actually joked with him that I wish that this was something that was around when I was in high school because it's something I definitely would have got involved in. They work on bringing together some of the biggest leaders in Wisconsin agriculture, giving students the chance to learn more about the industry, learn more about careers, and network with each other. It's been kind of a rough start as they started it right in the pandemic, but he said that using virtual meetings and getting to do the best that they can to provide for these students has allowed these students to get more opportunities. He said he's excited that the applications for this year are due on March 31st, so those students, if you want to get involved, make sure they get that done right away. But he tells me a little bit more about the program and why he encourages students to get involved. Sure. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, this is a this is a new program. We just started it. It's in, now it's, it's going to be entering its third year. And the goal is of the Wisconsin Agriculture Youth Council is to encourage young people to engage in increasing their awareness of how all parts of agriculture work together, understanding the, uh, the career opportunities that are out there in agriculture in Wisconsin and just uh, having them, giving them an opportunity to grow their knowledge and, and uh, network with each other. Here's the reason. I mean, uh, what we're hoping is this really bright group of young people are uh, are going to see themselves as part of the future of Wisconsin agriculture. Well, and I'm glad you kind of, you know, bring up the fact that you're looking at all aspects of agriculture, because one other thing that you had mentioned is you also kind of want to, through this program, allow students to learn a little bit more about also what the Department of Ag does and things on the state government level as well. That's right. It's, it's important that they understand that no matter where they uh, find themselves in the future in, in agriculture in Wisconsin, and again, I hope it's in Wisconsin, uh, is that they also have a better awareness of how DACAP and government interactions uh, play into the, the industry in the, in the state of Wisconsin. So, Agriculture is a $104.8 billion industry here. Uh, one in nine people in Wisconsin are working in a job related to agriculture. And many of them uh, maybe grew up in agriculture uh, in Wisconsin or maybe elsewhere. 
But what we're seeing more and more now, Aaron, is that the people may not have had, they may not have grown up on a farm, but they were interested in science, or they were interested in math, or they were interested in, in uh, animal health. And as a result of that, in Wisconsin, there's a great avenue, I would say a pipeline, for them to get engaged in the industry. And this, this Wisconsin Ag Youth Council is just a way that we can connect them to what their uh, career, uh, their agriculture-related career opportunities might be right here in the state of Wisconsin. For sure. You know, now, and let's, I guess, dig into some of those details of some of the things that this youth council is actually doing. Obviously, you know, kind of once you were starting to kind of get some momentum and get this thing kicked off, then we were blindsided by the pandemic and kind of set some things back. Obviously, you probably had to do some more things virtually and, and those kind of things. But now, I guess, that we're kind of, you know, getting out of the pandemic, hopefully here, and things are changing. Let's talk about some of the opportunities the students have, maybe, you know, some of the thing, new things that are going to be happening, more opportunities that you're going to be putting into the program to really prepare students for those careers, as you say. Yeah, it, it, you're right, uh, Aaron, when we when we started this off. So, again, this is we're about to start year three. We just, uh, we just opened the application, and it, all of the meetings have been virtual. Now, one of the things I'll say about that, Aaron, is, is it does afford the students a chance to, to really focus on their role on the council. What we found is that the, the young people who have been selected in the past, we, we assume this will happen in the future, too, are extremely busy. They're, high, they're highly motivated. They're engaged in a lot of activities, and, and they're in their senior year in high school. So actually having the, the meetings virtual for the ter- first two years has, I think, helped uh, make sure that they can all make it to all the meetings because they they can hook up virtually. And, a, and what we're seeing a lot of times on the screen is they're at school and they jump off the call and they're heading to their first hour class. And so the virtual format, I think, has allowed us some opportunities to make sure that we uh, can get good ongoing participation. And then, you know, it, it means that they don't necessarily have to travel down here the, the night before and then travel back. As busy as they are, I think what we've learned is that virtual platform has worked pretty well for them. Uh, we may look at what that uh, what that means going forward, but for, for right now, we're planning to continue that uh, that practice as as we move forward. So the important thing to note is that what we do there are, uh, for those who might not know, there are 15 members on the council, uh, and we have a goal of having at least have one member from each of the nine council districts in Wisconsin. So. Some of, some of the uh, council members are from pretty far away, and we want to let them know that where they live in Wisconsin shouldn't affect whether or not they're eligible to participate in this. In fact, we want participation from all over the state, and we want to deliver these council activities in a way that works for all of them. Now, I'm glad you bring up the fact that, you know, these are some of the top tier students in Wisconsin, you know, that are getting onto this council, because I think it's not only a cool thing to, you know, learn a little bit more about Wisconsin agriculture, about the Department of Ag, getting involved with things, but also them just getting to interact with other, you know, highly motivated, high achieving students like themselves. I think, you know, surround yourself with positive people, positive things happen. Let's talk a little bit, you know, about even your application process is so competitive to get into this uh, youth council as well. It is a competitive process. So as as uh, young people look at this, we first of all, we do encourage anybody to apply. The application deadline runs through March 31st of this year. But just a little bit about that application process, Aaron, as you indicated, it, it's competitive. So 
Uh, we're asking uh, we're asking students to uh, include a brief essay. Uh, they have to do a one minute video and uh, a letter of recommendation, and uh, and you know we will uh, review the applications and get back to people relatively quickly. But I wanted to I wanted to agree I, I agree with your reference point there about you know getting uh, young, bright, highly motivated people engaged in conversation with each other. Here we have young people from all across the state with varying backgrounds, and, and that's a good thing. That mix of, of backgrounds is, is healthy for these discussions we have, and it's healthy for the agriculture industry. Uh, it's really exciting to see them gel with each other. Uh, we try to have uh, breakout groups and let them work together on, on topics, that, that uh, issues that we bring up, uh, where they problem-solve and work together to try and identify what solutions might look like. And that's really, it's fun to see them working together like that. And, you know, again, my hope is sometime down the line in the future, this bright young group of people is finding themselves working together to move agriculture forward in the state of Wisconsin. And again, that's uh, our Aaron Zimmerman and also Wisconsin Secretary of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, Randy Romanski, with that Wisconsin Ag Youth Council, which uh, he actually began here a couple of years ago. And uh, applications are due if you uh, want to get youth involved in that. you got some young people that would like to get involved. What's the deadline again, Joe? They're, applic- they're accepting applications through the 31st, so that is Thursday. Yeah, so get that done. Get those applications in and contact DATCAP and find out how to get that done. Good organization, chance to really get involved in government down there in Madison. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning, and we'll get an update on our weather with Mike and lots of markets and all kinds of stuff. But first of all, we've got more news to get to. Morgan is in the newsroom this morning. Morning, Morgan. You're getting anxious for spring, I am. I this March weather has been kind of dreary this year. You know, this is a true transformational month right it really here. Is. It, we're not definitely slamming up against summer by any stretch of the imagination, are we? No, that is right. And I was out raking yesterday, as a matter of fact, and okay. uh, got a lot of raking done. But still, it's uh, it's frozen out there. Nice, I'll- soft, sunny rain would be a blessing. Would it would be. Open I'll things up. try to find the uh, upside for us here, though. It is not sloppy when we don't yeah. get that fast melt. Yeah, that's and as sure. the mother of a daughter and two dogs, I can assure <laughs> you my floors thank, thank Mother Nature for this small break. Yes, that is for sure. <laughs> well, what's going on in the news? Well, we'll start with headlines that keep us close to our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It's in the courts and we approach the bench as prosecutors in Toma begin a case later today against a man accused of beating his girlfriend's child's death with 715 Newsroom coverage. John DeMaster brings us this. A jury was selected in 37-year-old Marcus Anderson's trial. Police say he beat the three-year-old boy to death back in 2019, and nobody's saying why. Anderson is looking at first-degree homicide charges. His trial expected to last a week. I'm John DeMaster. In another part of our state, Milwaukee's violence is not slowing down. Police continue to investigate a triple shooting that left three men dead over the weekend. Acting Mayor Cavalier Johnson there saying he's frustrated. We can't just allow people to pull triggers and then go sit on somebody's couch and pretend like nothing happened. Because then guess what? Then those people who did that, they get up and do it again. They hurt somebody else. They kill somebody else. And then somebody else's mom is crying. 
And he continued to talk about the need for the violence to slow down in Milwaukee. The dead men there ages 26, 39, and 52. And this as police are now looking into a deadly double shooting from last night. In other headlines that bring us closer to our area, it's Habitat for Humanity in La Crosse that has a big boost. A $2 million gift from author Mackenzie Scott. Now, overall, that's part of a national gift that is $436 million to Habitat nationally. La Crosse is singled out for $2 million of that money. The executive director there saying that money is transformational. When we look into public health, we see a continuing trend in the right direction when it comes to hospital cases and coronavirus cases. Those both continue to trend down. They're down 92% from the peak in January, and the numbers now are basically kind of where we were at last summer. And usually in the tavern, you've heard of rack em up on the pool table, but a Wisconsin bar is now cleaning up after some unruly behavior by a herd of deer. This was uh, near Dublin's Irish pub in Oshkosh, about 50 miles southwest of Green Bay. They are on Facebook sharing video of deer crashing through the main window of the bar. It's unclear if the animals were hurt in that crash, but they said, hey, they're still open for business. From our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. See, that pays don't wash your windows. Yes. Because in, you know, how many stories have we heard about birds flying (laughs) into the window? If they're too clean. Yeah, Yeah, luckily mine never have that issue. (laughs) They're not clean enough for anything to mistake it. I had that one time in a bathroom. I had a little robin, and, you know, my bathroom window wasn't all that big, Yeah, but it just kept banging into the window, <laughs> banging into the window, and I'd open the window, and he'd bang into the window that way. <laughs> you got to keep them dirty. Was, I don't know what he was drinking or what was in the water around there, but oh my good, Yeah, well, when he got done, it was dirty, that's for sure. <laughs> and that's that's what I thought. I thought, well, I think I'll just leave it that way. Yeah, clearly he's making a statement. Don't go and clean it. He'll just get him dirty again. My parents have a cardinal that does that. It is the bane of their existence every year oh, when it comes man. back. I know it. It is. But springtime, <laughs> the birds are coming back. Yeah. All right, Morgan, thank you. Anytime, Bob. All right, there's Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. 26 minutes before 6 o'clock. Let's get over to Skywarn 13. And uh, Mr. Clouds is with us, Mike Dandria, this morning. And uh, how you doing, Mike? I'm good. And uh, I guess the university I went to, St. Cloud State, oh, yeah. is really coming into play today, isn't it? Yes, it is. St. Cloud, the cloud over St. Cloud is uh, <laughs> happening because, boy, I'll tell you, it's uh, how far below now? 41 today. What's the normal high should be? 48 is oh, what our normal well, high not, for today. Not but. drastic, but uh, anyway, it's March, and we always know March can give us just about in it, and so can the first part of April, so <laughs> we're not out of the woods yet, and uh, That's... don't go to the beach this week, huh? Well, I would love to go to the beach, just maybe not in uh, western Wisconsin for this week, because, uh, well, I mean, we'll have uh, some decent, decent temperatures. I'll put it that way, because like you said, it's not very drastic, but we'll have some peaks of sunshine throughout the morning, but otherwise more clouds will start to thicken up uh, later on this afternoon and into the evening when we start to see some chances for a few showers as well. It is going to be pretty breezy, winds gusting occasionally upwards of 30 miles per hour, and those chances for rain really lasting through the overnight, and uh, even a little bit of freezing rain is possible. I think that will stick a little further towards the north and to the east, though, as we dip into the low to mid-30s. Breezy conditions really going to persist through the overnight as well. Going in tomorrow, we have those chances for rain as well. Again, fairly similar in terms of temperatures. Essentially, tomorrow is going to be a repeat offender of today. 
going into tomorrow night, though. We may even have some chances for some snow trying to work its way into the mix as well as we dip to around the upper 20s and low 30s. It is possible that we may see a little bit of light accumulations out of this, but it's something that uh, we are still going to track. And those chances for uh, some rain and a little bit of snow last into about Thursday afternoon as we get into about the mid-30s. Quieting down Thursday night and going into Friday, we'll start to see a little bit more in the way of sunshine, warming back up to the mid-40s, which is still below average, but honestly, that's going to feel pretty good. Right now in Eau Claire, 33 degrees with overcast skies. I'm Sky113 meteorologist Mike Dandria. And before you grumble too much about our weather, just look around the country. Man, I'm telling you what, there's some nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. That's really go- still going on, or is it kind of quieted down now? Well, I mean, we've got some more stuff going on towards the south, and that's actually uh, part of the same system that we'll be seeing because it's able to drag all of that moisture from the Gulf, which explains why it'll be so widespread in our neck of the woods as well. All right. So that's down there. has been pretty nasty. It sure has. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Talk to you in the morning. All right. Talk to you tomorrow, Bob. There he goes. That's Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 this morning. And our weather on wax brought to you by Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, 33 degrees, as Mike just told us. And one of the things we're looking ahead to, the dairy breakfast season. I think most areas are going to be uh, having their on-farm dairy breakfast. The dairy breakfasts are coming back live, and uh, you can sit in the shed, or probably you can take your choice of sitting in the shed or driving through. But again, we're uh, assembling. If you're working on a dairy breakfast to one of the counties around our area, please send us that information, waxbob at gmail.com. The dates, location, time, and all those sorts of things, what's going to happen so we can uh, share it with other folks because people dearly love to go to these dairy breakfasts in June. They are always well attended, and uh, they're really a good thing. I'm afraid of a... Well, I'm afraid we're losing one in the area, right here in this area, as uh, the indications are now, and uh, when I ask you to follow up, the indications are now that there will be no breakfast in the valley. The Eau Claire Area Chamber of Commerce, uh, not sure it's uh, part of their mission. So I we called over there, and uh, Jill, you talked to them, and they said no breakfast in the valley this year? She didn't want to give me a lot of information. I think a lot of stuff is up in the air. Okay. Well, I so. hope it's up in the air so that's still on the table at least, at least being considered. But uh, indications are, and I won't say it's off the table yet, but indications are the uh, Breakfast in the Valley event here in Eau Claire, which is always about the uh, second Friday of June. Well, it uh, planning hasn't started yet, so what does that say for dairy breakfast in Eau Claire? But uh, if you have questions, call the Eau Claire Area Chamber of Commerce and ask them about breakfast in the Valley. 834-1204 is their phone number, and uh, ask them what their plan is as far as uh, some kind of activity. But it does look like breakfast in the Valley, well, if they put it together, it's uh, going to take a lot of work but because uh, they haven't really started anything yet. But if you're involved in a dairy breakfast in uh, any of the surrounding counties, please let us know because uh, every breakfast, every county has 
some breakfast. Uh, Chippewa County has the chicken dinner, actually. I believe that's always about the third Wednesday up at the fairgrounds in Chippewa Falls. So, again, June Dairy Breakfast, uh, June Dairy Month activities. Hopefully we're getting back to uh, having those come back, uh, if not full speed, at least uh, a modicum of where we were a few years ago. But, again, breakfast in the Valley, not sure at this point in time. Other things going on. There are other places to eat before that, though, aren't there? There are. This weekend, I was invited to the Osseo Baseball Fundraiser down in Osseo at the high school. They're going to be serving breakfast from 7.30 to noon. It's going to be French toast and eggs. What day? On Sunday. All right. And what time again? From 7.30 to noon. All right. And uh, anything else going on here over the weekend or the next few days? We mentioned the Oshkosh WPS Farm Show going on the next three days over in Oshkosh. Gates open 9 o'clock this morning. Well, on Saturday, on the 2nd at 11 o'clock, the Barron County Hosting Breeders Spring Classic Sale is going to happen at the Barron County Pavilion, downtown downtown Barron. So that's your... Heifer sale. All right. They got an idea how many heifers are going to be in that sale, or do they give us any indication about uh, numbers or quality? I'm sure the quality is going to be really good. It says live internet bidding at cowbuyer.com, but all we have is the one flyer on it. All it right. says best group of show heifers that they've ever had. All right. And that's this Saturday? That is this Saturday, starting at 11. All right. And today there's, what, manure training someplace, or what's that all about? Professional manure applicator training 2022 is today from 1230 to 330 at Abbotsford City Hall in Abbotsford. And that's put on by the Clark County Extension. Please call them to register and get more information. Yeah, call right away after 8 o'clock so uh, you can get your name on that list if that meeting is today. And, of course, as we get this late into March, the meetings kind of slow down as uh, we anticipate getting started with some spring activity. It's not going to happen anytime soon because today is just going to be cloudy and 41. Maybe some precipitation overnight. Could be a few flurries, snow flurries in that uh, high tomorrow with some rain about 42 and don't see any 50-degree temperatures here in the near futures. About 16 minutes before 6 o'clock, we'll get to some market information coming up next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we do have another pancake breakfast on the on the calendar. Chippewa Falls FFA and FFA alumni, they're having a silent auction on Sunday, April 10th. From 9 to 1.30 at the Columbus Association Hall. And uh, what day is that again? That is Sunday, April 10th. All right, so you can get that on your futures calendar. And uh, let's go to markets. Where do we start? We're going to start at Sparta Equity, and we're going to hear from Scott Herman. Slaughter cow market was steady today with 20% of cows, 79 to 88.50. 60% of the cows sold 60 to 78. And 20% of the cows sold 59 and down. The organic cows were steady with most cows 95 to 120. Then small cows 65 to 94. And organic steers were 121. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high yielding bulls 90 to 103. The canner and utility bulls 89 and down. <clears throat> Fed cattle were steady today with no test on the beef. Choice beef steers and heifers 1. 38 to 146 with no test. 
Select to choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 137 with no test. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 135 with no test. And your choice overnight Holstein steers, 123 to 130. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 122. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 109 and down. Replacement calves are steady with the top Holstein bull calves, a dollar to two twenty. Your Holstein heifer calves, ten to a dollar, and the beef calves, one seventy to three thirty. Just a reminder: this Saturday will be our small animal sale. Saturday, April second, starting at ten a.m. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Monday, March twenty eighth. Have a great day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And almost 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, we get more markets. Jerry Fitzgerald joins us more with the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And first of all, we want to pass our condolences along. Jerry was telling me that we we lost a really good guy, didn't we, over in central Wisconsin? We certainly did. Eugene uh, Dean Ziggerlich, he passed away and... Uh, Anybody that was uh, in this area for the last, uh, well, he farmed for a long time and big family, just a great guy over by, farmed in town McMillan for many years. So, uh, yeah, we're going to miss him. He was a good good guy, knew everybody, and uh, so, like you said, uh, but uh, he had a long, good life, 85 years old. So we pass our condolences on to his family and uh, move forward, I guess. And Gene was one of the most, I always loved talking to him because all you had to do is look at him. And all of a sudden, he had a smile, a literally a smile from ear to ear. He had the biggest smile of anybody I ever knew as far as in proportion to his face. His whole face turned into a smile when he smiled. And most of the time, he had that smile on his face. And I always enjoyed talking to him because he was always, always upbeat, always uh, looking at the good things in life. And, uh, boy, he is going to be missed because he was... Uh, a fun guy. Every time I got to Marshfield and got to an event, be at the fair, breakfast, or whatever, I always looked and hoped Gene would be there because he. I always loved to look at that smile he had because he had he had one of the biggest and best I ever saw and, and upbeat all the time. Yeah, when like I said, uh, uh, folks like that don't come along every day, so we we have to treasure them when they're here and I have to remember them, I guess, after they pass. Absolutely, raised a great family over there and. Uh, Send our condolences along to uh, to Gene's family. That's uh, that's too bad. Well, sir, where are we at uh, Tuesday morning at Stratford? Yes, we are, Bob. Thank you, and we'll give a folksy update from yesterday uh, Monday here at Equity Stratford. And uh, I know for you folks that follow the mercantile and the board of cha- board of trade. Uh, gyrating up and down. Fortunately, most markets are not like that on the livestock end of it, and the cow market remains fully steady. Good demand continues on these cows. Now, we're talking conventional cows in yesterday's auction, and the uh, high-yielding Holstein fleshy cows selling from 75 up to a top of $90. Cows at yesterday's auction were selling between 60 and 74 Cows and your light carcass cows below the $60 money. Uh, we'll have an organic market update today. We do sell organics on Tuesday. So, uh, bull market, most of the better quality bulls are selling from 88 to 105. Lighter bulls below 85. On the calf market yesterday, very strong market on the bull calves and the beef calves. Good quality bull calves are selling between 100 up to 215. Uh, a little better demand on the heifer calves. Nothing real great yet. Mostly $50 and below. As like I mentioned, very strong, 175 up to 
And Tuesday, uh, busy day on tap here today. We start with the hay and straw auction at 10 o'clock, and folks, we've got a lot of hay. Uh, also, we do have large square bales of oat straw, if you're looking for some of that. And uh, But we do have a lot of hay, a lot of round bales. Uh, we have small squares also, large squares. As I said, just a lot of hay. So whatever you're looking for, first crop, second crop, we even have some fourth crop uh, legume mixed with clover, uh, small squares of that. So uh, whatever you have, whatever you're looking for in the hay line, I guess what I want to say is we have it. That's at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, we get into the livestock auction. As I said, we sell organic market cows here on Tuesday, followed by the conventional cows. And uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, we start at 10, full marketing day on Wednesday, of course. We do sell fed cattle market also and uh, sheep, hog, and goats. Feeder cattle tomorrow will be noon. I want to mention our next dairy sale will be one week from today, April 5th. Got a very nice lineup of cattle for that sale. Two complete herd dispersals. Uh, and herd number one, of course, will be from the Ed Rudolph herd out of Medford. Just a real, real nice herd of cows. 40 Holstein cows. And pictures of some of the better cows on the uh, website. And herd number two, also uh, a herd dispersal, 25 Holstein cows. So, folks, uh, mark that date on your calendar for uh, next Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. Uh, two nice herds for that sale. So, Bob, we'll go back to you and enjoy the day. And uh, I don't really think we have to worry about sunscreen today, do we? No, I don't think so. You don't even have to pull your cap down over your eyes. So, Enjoy it, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. Jerry Fitzgerald with the Stratford Sale Barn. More markets. Let's get over to Treen Livestock and Thorpe. Michelle is with us. Good morning, Michelle. How are you? This weather's kind of limiting your walking, isn't it? Oh, good morning, Bob. <laughs> yes. There we go. We got a good morning from Michelle. But, uh, yeah, maybe, yes, maybe over the down. weekend. Maybe yeah, over the weekend. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you get a little taste of it, and then you get... Kind of just back to reality, I, I guess. But I that's know. okay. It's at least the sun was out. Yes, it was a nice day yesterday. It was not a bad day at all. So what yeah. did that mean for the sale? How'd that go last night? All right, I'll tell you all about it. Thank you, Bob. Summing up the sale from Monday, March 28th at Train Livestock Market in the Slaughter Market. We topped at 90 with a consignment by B&D Farms of Greenwood. 80% of the cows sold from 64 and above. Market cows were 76 to 86. Well, yielding cows 64 to 75 then in week cows 62 and lower. In the Holstein Steer Market, Choice and Prime, 118 to 128. Selects for 116 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, Choice, 120 to 138. Selects for 118 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 85 to 99 with the utilities at 80 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull cows sold from 100 to $250 per head. We had an extreme top of 300 consigned by Jamie Gardner of Greenwood. Lighter and lower quality cows, $3 per head and down. Wolfgang heifer cows were 10 to 170 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 125 to 365 with an extreme top of 642 consigned by Rosendale Boarding of Oxford. Our next sale will be tomorrow, Wednesday, March 30th. For tomorrow's sale, we have a consignment of 20 hogs. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market. At 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all of the train livestock, your family owned an operate market. Have a great day. You have a great day, too. Enjoy your walk. We'll talk to you later in the week. <laughs> Take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over at Train Livestock. 
Markets on the Board of Trade brought to you by Synergy Co-op. Overnight, July corn down three cents at seven twenty-seven. Oats down twelve at six ninety-seven. We've got the uh, so, uh, July wheat up four at ten fifty-five. July beans up six at sixteen fifty-two. Meal up a dollar ten at four seventy-one seventy. And country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn is at six seventy-five with beans at fifteen ninety-seven. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country of Arcadia. Corn is at six sixty-three with soybeans at fifteen ninety-two. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump Corn today is six fifty-eight at Baldwin, Elmwood, Fall Creek, six fifty-six on the corn, fifteen seventy-eight on the beans. Durand six fifty-four and fifteen seventy-eight. Mondovi six fifty-eight. And fifteen seventy eight and Osseo's corn is six sixty one. Their beans also at fifteen seventy eight. Stevens Point fifteen sixty five on the soybeans. Elk Mound six sixty two and fifteen ninety four. Corn at Sparta six seventy seven. Beans fifteen eighty five and Ellsworth six fifty one and fifteen sixty five at the ethanol plants. Corn at Boyceville today six eighty one. Stanley six eighty two. New Richmond six seventy seven. Barrel cheese two twenty five. Blocks two twenty six. Butter down five and three quarters, two seventy three and three quarters. Class three for March down one at twenty two forty one. April down seventy seven at twenty three fifty three. May down eighty five at twenty four sixteen. June down seventy three at twenty four oh six. July forty nine cents lower at twenty three eighty five. And again today, kind of a cloudy day. High of forty one and uh, probably a little precipitation overnight. It's about thirty three degrees right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.